welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. This morning um, really comes out of where we were on Thursday night. So we're going to bring everybody that's here this morning into what God was doing on Thursday night. Because it's important. Because it's about us taking hold, again, of all these things that we haven't seen yet. The promises and everything else. And I want to tell you in a little bit about where, or why that has come back to the front again, uh, uh, and what we were actually doing. And some of the guys, um, some of them are working in the other areas, but we're going to get some of the people that were here uh, up the front as well, just to help us come into that. Because we want to take hold of the promises for our lives as individuals, but also uh, for us as a community. And we're going to look at what some of those are. Um, But before we do that, Carl Jones is going to come and uh, tell us some of his story. Over to you, Carl. Are we on? Yes. Uh, Morning, everybody. Um, As a child, I used to love laying on the floor, just laying there doing now. And I still do love laying on the floor. There's something... If you do that, you'll understand just chilling out with God, like we have this morning. Um, There's a a term in surfing called being held down. And if you've ever surfed, uh, you know what I mean. Being held down usually happens in bigger waves. And when that wave hits you and it holds you down, it holds you under the water for quite a considerable amount of time. The most important thing is not to panic or cry, because it's hard to cry underwater. It happens many times to us as surfers. And uh, what happens is the wave hits you and it holds you down. You try to get back up and another one comes, hits you and holds you down until you grab your leash and you paddle to the top. It's not a nice feeling. And that's kind of what has happened to us as a family and with our surf ministry over the last year, year and a half. But that started to change on the 18th of March when Brian was supposed to preach, but God gave him words over certain people within church. Towards the end of the service, Brian uh, walked towards us, and if he was here, and Brian, uh, God revealed, uh, gave Brian a word for us as a family and for the surf ministry, for cross-board surf community ministry. And the word was, you've been through a real tough time, a time of testing, etc., and a real difficult time, but you're coming into a time of fruitfulness. And I'm just going to rewind just a few moments. I'm going to try and keep it short and brief. Um, I have a, we have a Volkswagen Transporter van, and I love my van. It's my pride and joy. It's got wind-down windows. It's old. But I've not seen it for a year. It's been off the road for eight months, and it's been eight months of annoyance, of, God, why haven't you got my van back? Why is this happening? I'm starting to worry. Have I been conned? Is this a scam? Is this that and the other? My van is over in Wigan at a mechanics. It's still there. Still not repaired. So I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to keep trusting you. And uh, we paid for the parts, obviously the vehicle to repair. It's still not repaired. It was quite a considerable amount paid for parts. Brian spoke, you come into a time of fruitfulness. It started to change on the 18th of March. When God speaks, things happen, things change. Words of power. On the Monday night, I prayed, Lord, I'm a little bit worried about this. I don't have to take people to court and all that stupidness. I just don't want to do it. prayed that on the Monday. On the Tuesday night, some friends came round who were friends of the mechanic, if that makes sense, said, you're going to, he's told us you're getting your full refund back. Amen. That's massive. <laughs> then, um, following that word that was shared on the Tuesday, following that first part of fruitfulness for getting the refund back, um, we have our uh, youth for called Stoked Youth at our home. And on that night, um, a lady turned up at our house, just out of the blue, saying, can you please pray for me? Now, we know the lady. Could you please pray for me? Should have, could have gone to her pastor, her leaders. But God sent her to our home. This is in the middle of our youth night for the Stoked Youth. And we prayed with this lady. We ministered to her, and she left refreshed. Fruitfulness. Then last Saturday, my wife uh, just nodded if that's right. Last Saturday, I think it were. I'm, I'm 47, I'm getting old. Um, we was at this coffee cake charity thing, I can't remember what it's called, and this total stranger leant across to me and said, I've been looking for you, and I'm thinking, ah, stalker alert, run quick, quick, you know, because I don't know who this lady was, she said, I've been looking for you in Crossbord Surf Community, um, 
we, uh, I'm at a Bible college in York, and I've got a load of friends from California that want to come surfing. I told them about your, your guy's surf ministry. We want to meet up with you and do some ministry, and minister with you. Fruitfulness. See, when God speaks, things happen, things turn around. And there's a Bible verse, it's 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. It says three things. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks. It's pretty tough to give thanks, isn't it, when you, you know in your heart God is listening, but you're not seeing it with your eyes. That's where faith comes into it. And that's how we felt as a family, uh, personal things. But God is now moving, amen, and we're in the ministry as well. So I really want to encourage each and every one of us where you are at today. You know, you may be at that point where you are, God, I can't see where you are. I don't feel you. Have you ever felt like that? Lord, I'm praying, I'm trusting you, but I'm just not feeling it. We'll try to look beyond that. Get God's word out. Worship like we have today. It breaks. We have a saying, it punches holes in darkness. Amen. I just want to leave you this one scripture. I think it's Psalm 90. I think it says, before the mountains were created. And then it says a bit later on, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So no matter what you are facing, whatever difficulty it might be, whatever struggle, whatever doubts and fears and worries, remember that he's God. We, can't, we may not figure it out up here, but know in your heart that God is God and he's got it all sorted. And even though it is tough and you may feel you're being held down, just reach up trust and pray thanks Carl thank you stories are good aren't they these are days where the mountains are jumping in the sea because we're commanding them to I don't know whether that mountain that's in your way is going to jump in the sea in the next 10 minutes in the next week in the next month or in the next year but I know it's jumping into the sea you know it's jumping into the sea you may feel distraught, you may feel upset, you may feel excited. Wherever you are at with God at the moment, the truth remains the truth. And mountains are jumping into the sea because God is raising us up to remember that we are Kingdom Faith Church. The Kingdom of Christ, the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ, operating by faith, faith working through love. So we take hold of that faith, we walk by faith, not by what we see around us, and say we're expecting to see that Kingdom on heaven manifest itself here on earth. And we will pray until it happens. Are we that group or are we that group? Are we that church or are we that church? Amen. Yes, I can hear faith being released in the room, just as you're saying, amen. Okay, we are not having these things that obstruct us from the, what God has for us. The enemy was revealed to be coming against us and we've chased him down the road. We're still chasing him down the road. He sneaks back in and we'll chase him down another road. I'm not letting anything get in the way of Jesus Christ, my Saviour, my Lord, being worshipped and glorified. And I know that that's how you feel. Whether that thing that gets in the way is the, the, the spirits of the enemy around me or whether it's my flesh, it's time for it all to be dealt with. Hallelujah. That's why lying on the floor is great. It deals with the flesh. You know, I'm standing here at the beginning of the service and God's saying, get on your face before me. And all the times I've been on my face before me and immediately I'm going, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. It's shoving off. People will think you're shoving off. No, I can't do that. What is wrong with me? What is called the flesh. And you, I know that you too identify exactly with that thing because there's nothing more humiliating than completely lying prostrate before someone. You're completely and utterly defenseless. Okay, they can kill you if they want to. They can take out their sword and just go, and, you, or, and that's it. You're gone. You're finished. It's like, I surrender completely and utterly. Maybe you're not in that position yet. That's okay. Remember of a sermon of many old ages ago, you can only start where you're at. If you're not at a place of surrender, you're not at a place of surrender. Don't feel bad of it. Just pray, that's where I want to be. If you don't feel like praying that's where you want to be, then pray that you will feel like praying that that's where I want to be. Just start where you're at to get there. Okay, there's no condemnation wherever you are because our God is not a God of condemnation. He's the God that wants to come alongside you and say, come on, come, let me show you. I've got so much goodness to show you. Look at this. Look at this. This is, this is all yours. Or maybe I should do this. This is all yours. <laughs> 
second show. <laughs> now, last September, I believe that day's a favour was a watershed in Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. It was a moment of change. It was a moment when we began to believe. Now, subsequently, God brought us back to that last January, and we took hold of things again. And I believe that God wants me to remind you of a couple of points this morning, but then we're actually going to pray. So I've not got very many minutes from God, so I've got to be quick, even though this gets me very excited, because it's about seeing the fulfillment of God's kingdom being manifest in Scarborough, manifest in your village, manifest in your town, through the people of God. It's that chasing the enemy out. It's the army of God going into action, which is manifest here as the family. Okay, bold warriors. We may not look it, but that's what we are in Christ. I tell you what, when, a, when the enemy sees you, when, a, when something demonic sees you, it's actually terrified. It's not going to tell you that, because that would be stupid, but it's actually terrified. You turn on it by submitting to God, it runs from you. And we're going to see a lot of things that have been in the way just running away. Because a lot of these mountains have been demonic. A lot of these mountains have been deception. A lot of these mountains have been things like pride and gossip. Well, they are banished in the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm not talking about hating people. I'm talking about loving people. But hating the things that would seek to bring disruption to everyone. Isaiah says... And this was one of the very first passages. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. Now, Zion is the representation of the heavenly Jerusalem. Isaiah didn't know in the fullness, although he was a prophet, of what that was going to mean. He's already prophesied of the coming of the suffering servant in the earlier chapters that will lead to this time of the heavenly Zion actually being manifest here on the earth. So it is the time of the church. For Zion's sake says Isaiah, not fully knowing what he's talking about, I will not keep silent. And that call of the Holy Spirit is upon everybody here today. I know you've responded to it. I know you are responding to it. I know we will respond to it. We will not keep silent any longer. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. That's the earthly Jerusalem. For the sake of the Christian people, for the sake of the Jewish people, I will not be silent. I will not keep quiet. All of them are people that were called into covenant relationship with God. So we will intercede for the Jewish people. We will intercede for the church. We will call down the kingdom of heaven here on earth, as Jesus taught us. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth, as it is in heaven. The rule and the reign of Jesus be manifest in my life, my church community's life, my town's lives. Because there's people who are not seeing that And it needs the people who are bold and courageous so that we can stay with them. Not everybody's going to be in this place. Maybe you're not right now. That's okay. It's really okay. We just want to help you get there. Gently or not gently, however God wants, we want you to be in that place of freedom. Till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch, that burning torch of light. I don't want to see blank blue chairs. Do you? No. The nations will see your righteousness. There's the promise. will see your righteousness and all kings, those in authority, those with power, will see the glory. The gospel is for the poor. The gospel is for the powerful. The gospel is for those who don't have. The gospel is for those who have too much. Jesus came for everyone. Kings will also see the glory. The rich and the powerful will also see the glory. Those in authority will see the glory of God. Not just the town council, but those who are you know, powerful in influence in this town. It's time for them to see the glory of God. And we won't accept anything less. We won't accept anything less. You will be 
called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or, your na- or your name your land desolate, but you will be called Hepzibah and your land Beulah, for the Lord will take delight in you. Beulah means married. It means, so therefore it means blessed. It therefore means in relationship. People will see that this is a people in relationship with God. This is a place where you're accepted wherever you are at. There will always be a challenge, I'm afraid. There will always be a challenge to all of us to move on. I'm still challenged by what God says to us to do. So that bit never ends because God always has more for you. But there also comes a rest through being in that relationship with God. We're actually commanded, if you like, to be in God's rest, not just a frantic trying to make things happen because that then becomes us. But it's a rest in God. Now the irony is that usually rest in God means you're very busy because you will be fruitful. As soon as you rest in God, you will be fruitful. Things will happen around you. Your ministry, your surf ministry takes off if you just trust God. So it doesn't mean that you're resting God, you won't have anything to do. Sorry if that was your plan. It's never God's plan. You do get a Sabbath rest. So there should be time when you are literally downtime during each week. Because that's also God's plan. And that can sometimes cause people to burn out because they don't remember to take times of rest. I don't believe it has to be, yes, it must be Sunday, yes, it must be Saturday. It's just the Lord saying, make sure you take time for you, for your, you and your wife, for you and your family. Take that time, because that's when we recharge. But the Sabbath rest that God places us in makes us fruitful. We get more busy. When you see people who have entered into the rest of God, you suddenly see things happening around them, because they can be fruitful, because they're not trying to make things happen. But they probably look busier than when they were trying to do it all themselves because there'd be so much happening. But what comes is a yoke from God that is easy and is restful. So we don't get so wound up. We don't get so pressured. We don't get so tired that we do get tired because work makes us tired. Anyway, um, can you see if the the things come up there, uh, James? Because I just want to, hopefully it's working today, Flick, flick. Um, yay. Oh, shouldn't look like that. There you go. So this was the days of favour thing. Now I'm not going to go all through this because we haven't got time. The importance of praying until came right back then. There's Isaiah 62. And maybe we'll look at some of those other scriptures before. This was another point that came out from Luke 11.8. Do you remember this? We should really put it on a poster on the wall. Yet because of your shameless audacity. That was September. It's Jesus teaching about prayer. This is Jesus teaching about prayer. Often in uh, some modern translations, it's that, that the Greek word has been translated perseverance. It doesn't mean only perseverance. It means a shameless perseverance. That's a very good translation of what Jesus was saying. You are just shameless in your prayer before God because you're taking hold of everything and expecting it to see it happen. The parable he's just told is that man knocking up his friend in the middle of the night, bang, bang, bang on the front door to get some bread out of him when he's all asleep, all his children are bed, bang, 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 bang. The guy says, I can't come to you, bang, 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 bang. I really can't come to you, my children are asleep. Or maybe they're not now. Uh, And he gets the bread. And Jesus isn't saying that God is like the man in the bed, he's telling us to be like the man at the door. Shameless in your audacity. You, You dare to ask of God. You're quite happy if God turns around and says, look, that's not for you right now but you're going to go for it anyway. You're going to go for it. I'm not going to worry about whether my requests are wrong. I'm going to put them in. But what I'm certainly going to take hold of is the things that God has promised me. Now, the reason I put this up is not for that. It was for the next bit. Because you know how we've had these three things. Finance, people, 
salvation and um, health. Those are three things. We talked about the enemy stealing. Yep, I think you all probably remember that if you've been here. Those three things were three things that God clearly showed us that the enemy had been stealing from us. In fact, he, was, he said, you, you, it's not that you're not trusting me, it's that the enemy is stealing from you. Because you're not persistent in that prayer. You're not knocking on that door. You're not taking hold of it. You're not submitting to me so that the enemy will flee from you. Which is why God has done such a work of God amongst us in worship. Because worship is so powerful in submission to God. Finances, health, salvation. Three things. I went back to this presentation and I realized the enemy had done it again. He'd snuck in and stolen from us. Because back in September, there were five things. Three of them are still on here. They're slightly different. I call it salvation. This is people. But if I look at my notes, what we were talking about is seeing people saved. And by saved, we mean saved, healed, delivered. All right, you can have people in the church who still need the fullness of salvation to be worked through them. Even if they're saved in the terms of knowing Jesus, they still need the deliverance, they still need the healing, the fullness of what God has promised them over them. I'm not saying they're not saved, I'm just talking about the fullness of salvation. So we had people, we've done that one. Health, there it was, it's still there. We need health restored. We will not accept sickness. Wherever it manifests, I don't care if it's natural or it's demonic, it's not God's plan. Amen, amen, amen. All right, and there'll be all sorts of things. And we talked about us being a people of health. Okay, well, we've been doing that in those three things. The third one, well, we've been calling it finances, but really that's the same thing as resources. It's the four resources being made available to us. It's actually a bit broader than finances. In, in talking about just finances, you're slightly restricting it because there are more in the way of resources. So the enemy have been stealing from us. We're not going through all of those, but there's two more. I wonder if you can remember what they are. Some of you know because you were here Thursday, so no cheating. Okay, one was promises. Those words from God that he's given you that you're not seeing the fullness of. And on Thursday night, we, we, we did a big thing of taking hold of this and the other one that's going to come up, come up in a minute. We were taking hold of promises and we're saying we are not accepting, not seeing the fulfillment of them. All right, Our plan is to see the fulfillment of promises of God. So Carl didn't know it, but his testimony, his story this morning was entirely appropriate for what we're talking about. He's not letting go, the family are not letting go, of the promises that God has spoken over that ministry that they're working in over there. In fact, that's why God has placed them in amongst the people, so that the fullness of the apostolic anointing that's upon us as a group and us as a wider group can be released through their ministry so it can be even more fruitful. Because if you plug yourself into some, if you plug yourself into good food and, and, and good... Uh, good soil or whatever, obviously you get healthier, don't you? Your faith grows. The spirit, you, get, you get more filled with the Holy Spirit. I pray that nobody just goes out this church thinking that was a good meeting. I'd rather they went out thinking, I didn't like that, I didn't like what was spoken, that was so wrong. Why? Because then they've been challenged. They're just going out, that was lovely, wasn't it? What a lovely word today. Oh, it was gorgeous. That Pastor Paul... I love listening to him. It's his waistcoat. It does it for me. (laughs) Agreement or disagreement, but let's not be in the mediocre medium, you know? I really don't mind if you disagree completely. I'd rather you didn't cause a huge fuss and upset lots of people, obviously. But it's okay to disagree. At least if you're disagreeing, you're thinking and not dead. All right, and this is not a dead church, so we're going to have people agreeing and people disagreeing. It's normal. It means there's life. Have you brought children up, any of you? Did you find that every single day of the week, every, every single month, they fully agreed with everything you said? Yes, Daddy. Yes, I will do that, Daddy. Yes, I will tidy my room. No! There are times when they say, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay, that's what it's like when there's life. If you buy a toy doll and stick that in the corner, it'll never disagree with you. You'll have a very boring relationship with it. Well, I hope you will. But... (laughs) 
cuddles twinky toes is not going to bring you life fulfillment. You need people. Can you remember what the fifth one was? It's kind of linked to that one, really. But God, yes, it is. Here it is. Extraordinary miracles. This is a promise that's come to us through different uh, prophets of God speaking over us that this is a place of extraordinary miracles. We've seen some. We've seen some. Not just when Dr. James Maloney was here, although he was the instigator and the releaser. That's why God sent him here to see those things released amongst us. We've seen other extraordinary miracles. We saw that when he was praying over somebody at the spa, when we had our huge conference down there, yes, we saw the metal, or some of us saw, different people saw different things. That was the really interesting thing. But people saw metal melting, making a mark on the floor. The mark's still there, actually. I looked not long ago when I was down there. It's still there on that stage where it fell. It's, still, it's not much left now because the stage is a lot dirtier. It was brand new then when we were using it that first time. But then there was the girl just on a Sunday morning standing here, she was. And I could see the metal plate in her arm that gave us so much pain and meant this arm was almost unusable. And as we stood together, because it was a stood together time, the lumps of metal in her arm, I didn't see anything fall out, I don't think anybody did, but they disappeared. And suddenly she had no pain and she got full movement in her arm back. That's an extraordinary miracle. But I want to see a lot more of them. A lot more of them. I believe that's part of the promises that God has spoken over us, but it's a specific one there because it's easy to forget as we kind of push these two to one side yet again. It's like, I don't believe it. I've let go of it again. There's five, not three. There's five. People, health, resources, promises, miracles. And we will pray until. This is what God told us in September. It's now April. Well, we're not changing it. It's still there. We had little cards we gave out. They might, you might discover it in your Bible, perhaps. We will pray until we see people streaming through the doors, people streaming into your house churches, people streaming into your homes, people coming up to you on the streets, people who know they need their lives changed. Because one of the promises over this place is, and it was heard that Jesus was in the house. That's one of the promises. Okay, now this house is heard about. That's, that's amazing. That's brilliant. That's awesome. This house is known as a safe place. So we want that extra little click. You could be happy with that. It's like getting most of your healing or getting some of the financial provision. We could say, oh, it's wonderful. It's well known that the summit is a safe place in this town and people are coming here. No, we're not accepting that. That is only partial fulfillment. The fulfillment of this word is that Jesus is in the house. It's safe because Jesus is in the house. And people know it and people talk about that around this town. If you want to know Jesus, you need to go down to the summit. Oh, what, on a Sunday? No, you can go any day of the week, except Mondays. They're closed for some odd reason. But you can go any other day of the week. i tell you why we're closed Mondays, to give staff a rest. That's why we're closed. That's why we close the week after Easter. That's why we close over Christmas. That's why in August I say to everybody, let's keep it quiet. It's important to build rest. Usually the best rest is when you think you don't need it. Especially when you've got keen people and hard workers. Cheryl there, she's a hard worker. She's hard working in her um, homes right now. She's probably exhausted through it all. all right, she's a hard worker. But hard workers need rests. Because hard workers and dedicated workers and passionate people and people with vision, they're very bad at taking breaks. So sometimes we just have to say, this is one of our breaks. Enjoy. You know, and it's easier for us to do that kind of thing because... If the summit's shut, it means a lot of us don't have to work. So that's why we do it. And we rejoice. So those are the two. So, let me get rid of this. That can stay up there for now. And how do we take hold of all these things? Obviously through the shameless audacity. Just stick that on there. Now... Yeah, I think we'll do this bit next. As we got the people forward, which we're going to do, and we'll, we'll do that for 
about 10 or 15 minutes, which is not really enough. But if you want to pray more, that's what Thursday nights are about. Okay? That's why we do Thursday nights, because we've got more time available just to pray and worship. Um, but as we did this, uh, Kate had already been praying through a word, and she came up and uh, shared that word, and I said, that's a word for the church for right now. And unknown to me, she'd actually prepared it as a word for the church right now, so that was spot on without us knowing. So I think it would be good just to, if Kate, you just come and share that before we actually get everybody else up. Fantastic. Yeah, I was praying and asking God for a word for the church earlier on this week, and he gave me Hosea 10, verse 12, which says, Sow for yourself righteousness, reap the fruit of unfailing love, and break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness upon you. And then I just asked God, what... What do you want to tell us through this word? It's always good if you get a Bible verse like that. Ask some more questions of God. He doesn't mind. Just ask, what, what do you mean for that? What, what's the purpose of this word? And, and, and uh, help define it more. And, and it was very clear straight away that, especially the so righteousness for yourself, was not about spreading seed. It wasn't about flinging seed here, there, and everywhere. It was to take that seed that you've been given and plant it with care and, and plant it and, and, and look after it. And the unplowed ground, I didn't feel like God was saying to us that it was hard-heartedness or anything like that, but it was set-aside promises and um, dreams that have just lay dormant for a while. So after praying through, I, I, I wrote this word, and this is what I read out on Thursday. Make it your responsibility to, cap, to cultivate and incubate the potential of the word that has been planted within you by living in the right way. Let the dreams that you've set aside and neglected and the promises that, you've, that have laid dormant, unseen within you break out into his light once again, believing and speaking them out in faith. Now is the time to inquire. Now is the time to pursue. Now is the time to worship in spirit and in truth. And as you seek him, be certain, your God is advancing. He is coming to rain down his gifts, his del- his d- his gifts upon you. His delight is to shower himself upon you. His life, his life in all its fullness. Amen. Amen. So... What I see is a determination not to allow the enemy to steal from us. And we know that he has many tactics. One of his most common is to send people who are being used by the enemy that become disruptive in our lives. We can often tell that these people are from the enemy because they will cause us to have other breakdowns in relationship. It's not that the person's evil. I'm not saying that in any way. But when things get disruptive and people don't want to be there or people don't want to be with other people, you know that that's something that's coming from the enemy. And you don't pray against that person, you pray against what's behind what's going on. Let me make sure that that's there. But these kind of things are going on. And when those things happen, particularly when it's in relationships and things like that, it's very easy to let go of the good things of God. And I believe some of what we're going to do right now is it could be likened to somebody coming across a trap door in their house under the carpet when they rolled the carpet up. And they think, I forgot that was there. And they open this trap door, and of course you look down the trap door and it's probably damp down there. It's not been aired properly for ages. There's a bit of a stink comes out when you open it. Flutter of dust and there's some steps going down into the cellar, and they're not attractive steps, they're thick with dust, 
and it's dark. But the person thinks, well, I've got a torch. And they switch the torch on and they creep down those steps. And they think, I forgot all those boxes were down here. Oh, look at that little wooden chest over there. I forgot I had that little wooden chest. In fact, I've got the key. I've been wearing it as a keepsake. And yet it's the answer. And they go over to that little box and they stick the key in. And it works. No trouble at all. They were expecting it perhaps to be a bit stiff. But it is dark and it is damp and it is old down this cellar. But they open up that box and inside this part of their inheritance that they'd completely forgotten about. Some gold and some jewels sparkles in the torchlight. How did I forget that I was given this? And that's a bit like what we're going to do in the next ten minutes or so. We're going to go, because there's things that get forgotten. Or maybe we remembered them six months ago and we've already forgotten them. Or like the two things on that list of five that had kind of got pushed off. I mean, it's been okay. We've focused on the three, but the promises and the extraordinary miracles, we're not letting go of them. We've brought them back into the arena to say, actually, it's these five things that the enemy has been stealing from us in. I mean, it's a lot of things. But we're not having it anymore. We're going to make sure that we use our key, which is the word of God, which is Jesus, to unlock the treasure that God has already given us. We've got far more than golden gems. But we do have the riches. And some of those are specific words spoken over you personally. But because God has been showing us that we're not just a collection of individuals, equally important for all of us and for the people we're reaching are the promises spoken over us. Now, can I have the people forward that came forward on Thursday night? Because we're going to kind of do this. We're going to get you to join in with what we did because it's about claiming promises. Now, not everybody is here and some people are doing ministry in other places, but whoever we've got, if you could just come forward and get into the same groups that you were last time. What happened on Thursday night was everybody tends to pray at the front anyway at certain times. And I asked in each group, we've got certainly a different number of people. See, this, what a good group they are. Look, they're all here. <laughs> and that one, and that one. Okay. So, what I asked each group is to, is to think about, well, what's a promise in your life that you want to see happen? Okay? And then, we stood with them to see that happen. Not just for them, but for us. And I'm expecting in just these next few moments, treasure boxes to be opened. Maybe you'll even remember something that you've forgotten about. And if it isn't this morning, it's going to be this week that God will show you something. Spend some time going down the cellar, maybe digging out some old prayer journals even, and asking the Holy Spirit, or looking through some notes you've made in your Bible. Find some of those scriptures and promises and say, I'm having them. Nothing's stopping them, because these are the days of fulfillment. This is the time. This is the day. Okay? So, uh, let's go with Mike. You shared something on Thursday. Um, so, this was Mike's. At the beginning of the year, God spoke to me, and he said that he was going to restore the things that the enemy had taken from me. Um, the ground that I'd lost in the last few years. And he told me that he was going to return the gold back to the temple. Mm. Uh, and the gold is the good things of God that, that had been spoken over me. Amen. Okay, that's an excellent promise to have, isn't it? That's a relatively new one as well. Uh, one person from this group, maybe um, Alex. 
can't remember. Oh, I do remember what yours was. Well, go on then anyway. Um, yeah, mine was to that I would be released to work in ministry full time. Yeah. Okay. If you guys just go a little bit more there in the middle. And then over this side, let's go with what Jossie's got. Uh, that I would see extraordinary miracles um, ah. being worked through me. Okay. Working through you. Yes. How many of you want to see extraordinary miracles? Yes. You'd be silly not to, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> it's only good. How many of you want to see extraordinary miracles happen through you? Yes, yeah, It should be the same, really, isn't it? A bit scary, though. You know that if you minister in extraordinary miracles, there will be people that think that's amazing, people that think you're doing something quite evil, and people that hate you. Because it's, it's a, it's a not-sit-on-the-fence thing. Right. So, we've got a release of extraordinary miracles through Jossie. We've got uh, Alex's quite personal one, which is his desire is to work in full-time ministry so that he's not doing other bits of jobs, but that he's fully released to work in the kingdom. And then over this side, we've got Mike, who's taking back the gold, as it were, taking back the things that actually has been let go of. So what I want us to do, and it's almost impossible because there's too many of us, but I think the thing will be is these guys are going to lead each group, so gather, you gather around them, but you guys just come and join one of those groups because as we pray for the release of these promises in just three individuals, we're expecting the release of promises in all of us and the promises over all of us. So I know we don't normally do this on a Sunday morning. It's scary. You haven't got the safety of your seat. But sort of come and crowd around the different people so that you can join with the group that prays for them when we get praying. We'll all be speaking at the same time, okay? It's not that somebody's going to just listen in to what you're saying. Okay. So, that's it. Gather around Mike, gather around Alex. If we've got time, we'll do some more. Uh, who we've got here? Jossie, could you sort of go in the middle-ish? That's it. That's good. Just gather around those people. Thank you, Father. Okay. Now, one of the things we've been doing on a Thursday night is when somebody says, let's pray, we don't sort of go into, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We pray. Okay. So if maybe you're not released in praying really out loud yet, so don't panic. We won't, we'll still love you. But you'll find that some of the guys in that group, they're really going to take hold of this promise. They're really going to pray for extraordinary miracles to be working through Jossie. They're really going to pray that, that uh, well, we're talking about kingdom faith here, really, aren't we? That this place is in the place of being able to employ Alex to do what he does full time. And then over here, that Mike is being released into all this gold and all the things that are spoken over him and his family, okay? So when I say let's pray, we pray. Pray until, okay? Are you ready? Okay, let's pray. As we've spoken, so shall it be done. I tell you what, it's exciting when the whole church begins to pray like this. What you then get is revival. Amen. That's, that's, just, that's the truth. That's what you then get. Okay. I was going to choose somebody that went on Thursday night, but if there's anybody else, we're going to go through the groups quickly. Anybody in this group wants the whole group to pray for something that's promised over them that they're not seen yet? It could be someone that's been before or not. Don't be shy. People know that our daughters got pregnant. That's one promise yes. over, over that we would become grandchildren. And that's due on the, about the 1st to the 4th of September. <laughs> but, grandparents, but the other two promises, my, that my brother and his wife would return to faith. Amen. And the other promise that God decreed over was that our family would have fullness of health. Okay, that's good. Uh, so don't forget that in this group. Anyone going to go? Anybody want to see promises? Okay. Um, Isaac had an operation last year. I want to see the fullness of God poured yes. over him. Father, I want to see him walking and moving about. Um, I'm sick of paddying over it. So, yeah, I yeah. just want to see uh, fullness uh, That's good. Okay. But obviously, as we're praying for health and those promises, we're praying for the fulfillment of that in everybody standing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Over here, another person. Go, go Lottie. Um, for favour in business, because we know that there are lots of things God's got for us we haven't seen yet, and we need to see them Absolutely. now. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah. Stand in the middle there. Okay. Let's pray. That's it, don't let that roar go down. 
You're telling the enemy where to go. You're chasing the enemy down the road because as we submit to God, the enemy will flee from us because we're not talking about lack of faith for these things. We're talking about the enemy who has stolen actual promises from us or stood in the way of us seeing them. So these things of God are being released into lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Amen. All right, we'll do one more because I feel we should do one more. Okay. So I'm going to go down the groups again. So anybody who's feeling bold. Okay. Don't be shy. The problem with the, what the enemy does is he makes us shy. Remember, shameless audacity. That means we're without shame in standing before our brothers and sisters and saying, I need this answer to prayer. Okay, and that's something that God has got to work in us because we're, we're not fully trusting one another because we don't fully know one another. But what a place we can get to where we can fully surrender. I'll go the other direction this time. I'll come down to this end. Okay. Obviously, you're not going to share something specific about or personal about another person that might, that might not like you to. But um, if they wouldn't mind, then you can. Right, this group. I want to see my school saved. Where okay. I am, I want to see health in families, finances in families, salvation of children, of families, of parents. I can't do much as a teacher in terms of outright, but God can, and I want to see it. All right, that's good. That's good. That's shameless audacity. You know, people say, oh, that can't happen. That doesn't happen. Why not? Why not? Our God is God. So stand in the middle there. Okay. Somebody in this group? As I go round in a circle. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Okay. Well, the Lord showed me two paths. One was gold, and one was running parallel to it, but it wasn't gold. He says, though you're walking very close to me, this is the path I want you on. Okay, so this year I have to do it his way. Mm-hmm. I have to. So I want to give everything I've got and do it for my Lord. Amen. That's good. Absolutely. So pick up your cross and follow in the way. Uh, a school to be saved, children and adults. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else in this group? Come on, shameless audacity. Well done. Um, I was given a couple of uh, prophecies at a Christian conference about 10 years ago. Um, the pastor found out that I've worked in insurance, which is loosely finance, and she said, I think you're going to work with people to help them get out of debt. And the second thing was that I'm going to work in some sort of ministry where I'll be handling millions in, in a church or some other. Now, the, the first one, I've been doing debt advice for 10 years now, but the other one's not come about okay. at all. Okay. So you got that? He's going to be working with millions. In, in, in ministry? Was it specific? In a church, okay. Well, you're in this church, so we'll welcome you into the middle. (laughs) Okay, are we ready? Now, this time, uh, you prayed a couple of times like that. The temptation will be just to go and, and mutter a little bit. But remember, we're praying with a shameless audacity. We're not ashamed to be praying these prayers, which is one of the reasons for being a bit louder than you would naturally because it's like a personal way of saying, I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not ashamed of this prayer. I'm releasing and claiming promises over my brother, over my sister, that the enemy has been stealing, and it's not going to happen anymore. All right? So that's why we get louder. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's exciting to hear the whole church praying like this. I'm genuine in that. It really is. It's exciting. A people of faith. Right, one last thing. You, you can stay in the, in the groups or take a little bit of space if you need it. Just to finish, similar length of time, think of a promise that's been spoken over you personally, whether it's for you personally or for us as a congregation. And you're going to do exactly the same thing. Everybody's going to be praying, so it doesn't matter. And you take hold of that promise that you want to see happen. All right, it can be intensely personal. It can be... Uh, Well, it can be whatever. It's just something that you've not seen, that God said. Okay? Be shamelessly audacious, as Jesus said. Knock on that door. Okay? Knock on that door, because then the enemy will flee. Ready? Let's pray. Hallelujah.
to you. Father, I thank you for that spirit of shameless audacity that is rising up in this congregation. Increasingly so, Father, that it is a people of God who will not stop knocking on the door until the bread is received. They will not stop knocking on the door until that answer is manifest in the lives of us and the people around us. Father, they will not stop knocking on the door until the glory is going to Jesus. They will not stop knocking on the door until the fruit is being manifest around us. They will not stop knocking on the door until there's person after person after person being healed. They will not stop knocking on the door until there is person after person coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. They will not stop knocking on the door until the fullness of all the finances and resources that God has for us is released into us personally and released into this church. This is a people who will be shamelessly audacious until these promises that we are saying have come from God will be manifest in the lives and we will be shamelessly audacious and knocking on that door to see extraordinary miracle after extraordinary miracle after extraordinary miracle after extraordinary miracle being released so that the name of Jesus is heard as being in this place that people will come seeking to find this Jesus that will people will come seeking into our house churches to find the name of Jesus that people will seek us out in our homes and our workplaces to find out about the name of Jesus because Jesus is in this house Jesus is in this people Jesus is in this family Jesus is in this community and Father we thank you that that will be made known around in our region in the name of Jesus all God's people said Woo, fabulous awesome that was good prayer hallelujah I tell you there are ministers around this planet that would give their right arm the left arm and their right leg to have their whole church pray like that together that was astounding let's not go backwards let's let's hold on to that that was powerful hallelujah well have an awesome week have a totally blessed week and we look forward to hearing the fulfillment of these stories don't we and the many more that were going on that we didn't hear about hallelujah spend some time praying like this in house church chase the enemy away and take hold of those promises in house church groups because you can spend more time and you can get words more words for one another you can see the pictures over one another you can get the visions for one another okay be blessed have an absolutely great week thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you for more information and resources by kingdom faith and for our other audio and video podcasts please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash yorkshire